Hello there, and welcome back to the Made Possible podcast. My name is Carly Cunningham, and I am thrilled to bring you this podcast in collaboration between Small Business BC and my own small business, Big Bold Brand. The purpose of Made Possible is to share revealing, inspiring, and sometimes wince-worthy stories about starting and growing a small business. My goal as your host is to explore and expose insightful wisdom and savvy advice about what makes building a small business possible. On today's episode, we're executing a transition. In the first six episodes of Made Possible this season, we've interviewed the owners of businesses who are the winners of Small Business BC's annual awards in 2021. We took a deep dive into community and the important role it plays in uplifting both entrepreneurs and the communities that they serve. From the interview with Lindsay Bell and Jay Valeri, who've built a thriving community around their Courtney, BC-based business, Bigfoot Donuts, to Sadaf Rahimi, who's built an outstanding community around her business, Charcuterie Vancouver, using Instagram as the main channel of communication. The inspiring business owners that we spoke with in our first six episodes demonstrated how the simple act of giving to and acting in service of their communities without any expectation of return can make all the difference for growing a small business. If you haven't checked out those earlier episodes, I encourage you to dive back in because they're jam-packed with business brilliance. And if there's one thing those first six episodes had in common is that we dove into our theme of community at a micro level. Over our next four episodes, we're going to zoom out a little bit and speak to those organizing and uplifting communities on a much larger scale. And so if you're still wondering why community, it's this. In this new era of business that we're heading into, we believe that it's important to move beyond just building a network and to embrace the concept of building a community around your business and the people you serve. We not only believe this, we've seen how communities help build thriving businesses. And so we've lined up some incredible guests for you, community building experts who are using their leadership positions to build communities and make a difference in the world. In this episode, we're starting close to home. We're speaking with Small Business BC's own CEO, Tom Conway. Tom is a powerful and compassionate community builder who lives the mission of Small Business BC, uplifting and supporting entrepreneurs across our province. So here we go. Let's dive into the conversation. Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks, Carly. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. We are super excited and we're really grateful for your time and willingness to be vulnerable go deep, and be brutally honest about the lessons you've learned, advice you'd give, and stories you have to share with us about how SBBC, aka Small Business BC, supports entrepreneurs in making their businesses possible. Great. I'm looking forward to it. Well, let's just dive right in. Can you tell us a bit about your body of work and the experience that led you to becoming the CEO of Small Business BC? Sure. Yeah, I, I don't know if you're aware, but I'm from the States originally, grew up in Chicago. We won't hold it against you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm about to become a Canadian citizen too, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Thank you. Um, but anyway, yeah, I grew up in Chicago and I, I've always had at my core that I wanted to help people. 
And so the best way that I thought I could do that growing up was be a physician, become a medical doctor. And when I went to university, um, somebody talked to me and said, and I was a bio major. Somebody said, well, bio majors are a dime a dozen in medical school. So what else do you want to do? So uh, I went into, thought I'd run for public office and went into politics. And that was my goal. Um, but realizing along the way, I worked for the governor of Illinois that I didn't want to be a part of that world. And so nonprofits became a real part of my, my career background, uh, working for nonprofits now for over 31 years. And, um, it's, it's really been a rewarding experience. Um, and while we were still in Chicago before we moved, um, up here to Canada, um, I worked with, um, with my husband to create our own business. And he's a chef, a trained chef. And uh, so we had a food related business in Chicago, which was great. Um, and we learned a lot from building that business. And we learned a lot from having to close that business. And so when when we moved here and moved to B, uh, BC, and I saw this role open for Small Business BC CEO, I really saw a way to combine my own experience as a small business owner with my passion for wanting to help people in a nonprofit world. So this was an ideal situation for me to, to get involved with. It absolutely sounds ideal. And I think there's a really good point in your story that some of our listeners might not know is Small Business BC is a nonprofit. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about, because I know you just updated it, what the mission for Small Business BC is as of 2021. We know the landscape around us has changed, and I know you've just worked on that with the team. So tell us a little bit about, right. tell us what the mission is and tell us a little bit about the vision from where to from here. Yeah, I can't quote the actual mission at this moment, but our, our at our core, our mission is to help businesses uh, start, grow, and thrive to the point where we are helping businesses from their walking in, you know, to get a, help getting named, name their business to getting registered as a business in BC, uh, all the way to people who are ready to transition and sell their business because they become very successful over the course of the years working with us. And so uh, we have a broad range of folks that we're helping. And uh, it's that passion that this team has to help businesses and, and each of the services that we can provide. And I can go into those in detail later during our conversation, if you like. Yeah, I might, I might definitely pull you in there because I know that in the community, I often hear, oh, well, I thought Small Business BC was just for starting your business. And right. I'm always the proponent to go, no, 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 it's so much more. They have, you know, life cycle from, from birth to transition or sale right. um, services. They've got super smart people down here to help all of us grow and who are vested in helping us grow businesses to support the economy. And I think the whole reason we named this first season community was that this really is a community. Totally a community. That's something that I learned along the way here, you know, working with Small Business BC. One of my goals in moving to Canada, my husband's originally from Montreal. And so our goal was always to retire up to BC. And we, we thought about it and we thought, why are we waiting till where we're going to retire? I want to be a part of the community first, where we're going to live for the rest of our lives. And, um, there is no better way, I think, than Small Business BC to expose you to the, the community that is the province or or the community that is a group of small business entrepreneurs or the community that is your city, whatever your community is, you can find it here at Small Business BC. And so that's what that's what's really exciting for me. What are the options for entrepreneurs 
aka business owners and their, you know, even their business teams here, you have such a breadth of services. And I want our entrepreneur friends who aren't located, you know, in the heart of Vancouver, who are right. in the Valley, who are up North, like this is small business, British Columbia. It's not small business, Vancouver. Exactly. So can you talk to us a little bit about how people here can access services, but also people at those far away distances in the rolling hills and mountains of this beautiful province, how do they access and get involved in community? And I know that virtually our landscape has changed this year. There's so much more opportunity, but I'm going right. to hand it over to you. And that's just it. Normally the, the folks that live within, uh, you know, travel accessibility to our offices, they can come in at any, any given time. And when provincial health orders allow, we'll, we'll open up the doors again to the public. Um, but there is a variety of ways that folks can mostly on the internet, you know, to, uh, access our education, access our talk to an expert. You might need somebody to talk to about HR issues or marketing or human resources or accounting, you, you know, any one of those topics and others, um, that you want to talk to an expert and we provide that service one on one. Um, you might want to attend an educational webinar that we offer and, and from month to month, those those educational offerings change. So you should constantly check those because as you said, it's not just about um, the entrepreneurs who are coming in and need that help to start their business, um, which is definitely at our core, but it's for those folks who, who are uh, somewhere along the line, the uh, life continuum of their business and they want to, you know, expand their, their knowledge. Yeah. I've heard many great stories from your team here about different places. You know, we help them write their business plan. We help them evolve their business plan to take to the bank for the loan. We help them with applying for a grant or finding resources and um, information to help them with a grant or market research. Like the, the list goes on and on. So m what I'm trying to say here is if you are someone who's stuck in their business right now, make the call, Yeah. call the team, get on the phone with somebody, send an email to someone at Small Business BC and say, hey, I need help with X. But Who do you know or where could I go? And I'm willing to bet your team's going to zip them something back fairly quickly to say, call this person or check this out. By all means. I mean, I would check our, our website for sure. Um, that is a definite entree into all of the resources that we have available. And if you have questions, drill down and you will get to a staff person who will be able to guide you. I mean, you mentioned a couple of the other services, the business planning and others. There's also our BC Marketplace, which is a separate um, separate entity for businesses that may not have their own um, e-platform, right? And they can uh, put their business up on our small business marketplace. There's our BizMap service. So you, if you are thinking of starting a business in a, a neighborhood um, and you want to compare which neighborhood that you should actually put your bricks and mortar business in, um, you can look at the demographic da data in each of those neighborhoods on our BizMap uh, application. We have export services too. Many businesses are ready to export. You might not, you might not be exporting a full shipload or truckload of, of product, but you might want to just start with a pallet and our team of expert advisors who are located throughout the province can help you on that as well. Well, and so, digital exports too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I want to go back and I want to go back to you and your husband running a business in Chicago. Sure. 
What did that teach you about the importance of building community and the value of community? And maybe, maybe you want to define community, what that yeah. looked like for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, community is different for everybody. Um, and so, and there are, mul- you can live in your, your own daily life and have access to multiple different communities that you need to access at any given point. So my husband and I, when we started our, our business, um, our community was the city because we had to work with permitting and contractors and, and getting, getting things built. Um, we had to work with our partners. We partnered with another couple on, on the business. Um, but then also the local business council. So working with the other businesses along your street, that was our, our community. Um, if we had issues, you know, that we needed to work with the city to get something done, get the street repaved or get the parking lot fixed, things like that. That you, you know, you don't normally think of when you're setting up a business, but you'll run into that. Um, your, cons- your consumers, your customers are your community as well. Your family, certainly. Everybody who has a business also has somebody behind them or alongside them that is rooting them on or having to deal with their, their, their stuff while they're running their business, right? And, uh, we have to be grateful and work with each one of them. Um, and so it's very important, I would say, to build uh, a sense of community. I would say for those businesses that are looking now for another resource, again, Small Business BC, we have virtual meetup opportunities and educational sessions where you'll meet other entrepreneurs in the same exact boat. And I have to tell you, when I took this job, one of the things I told the board was, I wish we had a Small Business BC in Chicago at the time, because I think my husband's and my business would have been much more successful than it ended up being. We learned a lot along the way, but it would have been so nice to have a resource like Small Business BC at our side to help us navigate all those different challenges that you run into, right? Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Um, as an entrepreneur myself, it can be lonely. Yeah. You know, I've been, I, we jokingly say that I do the slipper commute because I have a home office and it's, you know, it has its perks, but there are days when, you know, talking to the dog, I'm not getting such great answers. So. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> How would you describe the small business BC community? Yeah. So our community is huge. And it is, as you mentioned earlier, it's provincial, right? This is a provincial organization. We are here for everybody who wants to start a business, who needs support in running their business. And whether you live here in Vancouver or you live up in Nelson or you live over in Prince George or on the island, wherever you might be in the province, we want to be here to help you. And so our community exists. It's, uh, I would say that it's definitely first and foremost our clients. Um, that they are why we exist, uh, our staff and our board. I am blessed to be working with two of the most powerful entities in my staff and my board, um, and all the support that they bring to our clients and to this organization. Um, our sponsors and our government funders definitely are a part of this community. And we are in constant communication with them too, to make sure that, you know, what, what they're doing with us to help provide financial resources, um, can help support the mission of this organization. And that is to get education and resources out to small business and entrepreneurs. Uh, also partner organizations, so many partner organizations who we work with, like Women's Enterprise Center and Futurepreneur. Uh, we also work with uh, uh, financial institutions. You you need to get uh, financing. And so we work with others who we can help you get that, get that directly. Uh, business improvement areas. We're really closely connected with the business improvement areas because there's so many businesses located within each of them that we're helping support. Um, so yeah, lots of them there and then local communities as well, municipalities. Perfect. Hey there. 
When I'm not recording episodes for Made Possible, I help motivated folks just like you accelerate the growth and success of their businesses. Are you wondering how to attract more of your ideal clients? The ones you really love working with? Then you're gonna love what my team at Big Bold Brand has built for you, our Made Possible listeners. So often, when I speak with motivated business owners, they want to know how to attract more of their ideal clients. The ones who understand their value and are willing to pay a premium for their products and services. When looking for that answer, they often focus on spending a lot of time, money, or both, on marketing messaging, or worse, wasting money on expensive social media, ads, or marketing campaigns rather than on really getting to know their ideal clients. Now I can agree, it's true that your messaging and getting the word out is important, but it's rarely ever effective unless you know who you're marketing to. That's why my answer to that question is to start with getting clear on who your ideal clients are and gaining an intimate and deep understanding of them. Gaining that deep understanding is the key to developing magnetic messaging that attracts those ideal clients, sales scripts that close deals, and ensuring that your hard-earned money is well spent on targeted, effective marketing and advertising that works. At Big Bold Brand, we've developed an easy-to-use free audit tool just for you. The audit is designed to reveal just how well you know your ideal clients, because once you identify what you don't know, and fill in those gaps, you'll be set up to succeed at attracting way more of those clients and grow that amazing business of yours. All you need to do is go to bigboldbrand.com, get more clients, enter your name and email address and download the audit. So if you want it, that's bigboldbrand.com, get more clients. I wasn't going to go here, but I'm going to go here because, you know, we're still in the middle of it. The P word or the C word that nobody wants to mention. Um, Talk to me about how you've seen community change over the past year for the better. For the better. Honestly, one of the things that we first started almost immediately were um, digital meetups, we were used to having folks come into our hub space in our office and on a monthly basis and talk about different topics, right? And so we needed to still provide that sense of community. And, and it seemed like even more urgent, you know, when the pandemic hit. And so watching and listening to the entrepreneurs in the room and, and from communities all over the province, it was so heartwarming to see how everyone would come together to assist one another. They might be in their own trouble and their own problem, dealing with their own problems, but they were still willing to help one another navigate, you know, the changes if they needed to pivot their business or how they could find extra financing, you know, because government financing came through, but it was slow in many instances to get to people who who needed it the most. And so trying to find other ways around that until they could get the resources they need. So the compassion that our, our clients had for one another, it was just so heartwarming. Um, you know, and that was a positive, maybe it wasn't a positive change, but I think it elevated it at a time when we needed that kind of, of compassion. So what advice would you give entrepreneurs about, how to go about building their community 
So, I mean, I'm not just talking about startups. I know um, business owners who have been, you know, a company of one for a very long time, done very, very well, and then they might encounter a roadblock or they might just find themselves lonely or they've made a shift or a pivot into a new community and they need to build that. Right. I would say definitely your first stop should be Small Business BC. Uh, I, I'm shameless, no shameless plug, yeah. <laughs> um, because that entry point, you know, into our website is going to direct you to what you might be looking for. And whether we provide that resource or we know who to point you to for that resource, um, uh, I think that it's a good entry point for you to help start building that community. Those meetups that I talked about or educational sessions where you'll run into other entrepreneurs living the same problems you might be experiencing or experiencing the same successes that you're experiencing. It's a good way to connect with other entrepreneurs in maybe locally or uh, in throughout the province or the, the country, quite frankly. Um, we get attendees of our educational resources from all over the globe. And so uh, it's a really, I think, a good starting point. Definitely work with your local business council if you have one. Um, you know, you, the, those, if you're in a bricks and mortar store, uh, those other bricks and mortars in your, in your area, definitely be knocking on their doors and, and reaching out to them because you're going to run into the same, uh, things that you want to help each other out with. Um, and I would say too that, you know, also your, your BIA, if you have, if your city offers a, a business improvement area, Again, uh, contact your local BIA and, and become a member of that organization is a good start. I really like that illustration as the starting point. And as my coach would say, find the watering holes where your people are. Yes. Right. Find the, find the places where the people you need to be surrounded by, those who are going to be your clients, figure out where they hang out. Yeah. What are their watering holes and, and how are you going to find them there? So, okay, we found people. Then what? Let's talk about nurturing. Yeah. How do you nurture a community? And especially for the, for the businesses who are, are digital, especially yeah. those who, you know, don't have access to a large city hub. Um, tell me a little bit about when you were in business, uh, when you're, when you had your own business, mm -hmm. tell me about how did you nurture those people you just met? You know, um, some people are like, I'm, I'm, I'm not comfortable sending the guy I met yesterday in the email, but yeah. you know, it's about getting out of that comfort zone. So how does, what does nurturing look like? Yeah. Nurturing can look very differently for everybody. So for us, you know, when we were starting our business, my husband, as I mentioned, is a chef. So food was a big part of our nurturing. And, uh, and so it's really, you know, we had a store too, a storefront where we could bring people in. Um, but you don't need to do that. Um, I think that there are several online communities that you can find that we can help point you to, too, for those people who are working by themselves and working out of their kitchens or their basements or wherever they might be and working only in a virtual environment. And I think this year has taught us nothing else that if, if nothing else that we can work in a virtual environment and we can still have those types of communications, um, and just start building those relationships. Um, it, it, you know what, that person on the other end, if you're, if you're have any fear at all about sending an email, the person on the other end feels exactly the same way. And just having a, a, a nice, you know, welcoming email or, you know, Hey, I'd like to, I'd like to bounce something off of you. People always like to think that they, you know, can be helpful. And so if you can offer them that opportunity to be helpful to you, I think they'll be pleased to be able to answer that question. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I, I think we underestimate how much people want to help us succeed. Um, I wish I had the stats. I do remember reading that 
you know, those who ask for help tend to get help because people want to help. And so another way to reframe that for the entrepreneurs listening um, is that you are helping by reaching out to somebody. You, they could be having a bad day. They could be stuck in their business. They might be feeling alone. Just think about you getting an email, you yourself getting an email from someone you met yesterday and it brightening up your day or it interrupting a negative thought process. So I'm going to throw a bit of a challenge out there for our listeners and say, think about the last event you went to or the last couple people you came in contact to who are new to your network circle, who you were like, yeah, I really want to get to know that person better. And I'm going to challenge you to send out five emails. If you want to up level it, send out five virtual coffee invitations. I have been doing those since the start of the pandemic. And I know that a, that, online calendar tools are amazing for set it and forget it and send some somebody a link that always used to be my barrier was booking some oh i have to figure out what day in the calendar works and the back and forth literally you can use time trade or calendy you set it up you know you you plan when you want to be available for those calls you set 20 30 minute calls and you say hey here's a link my calendar i used to do maybe I used to set a goal of two to four in-person coffees a month prior to the pandemic. And I would say that using that system of, hey, we met yesterday at the CEO conference, really liked what you had to say, would love to learn more about your business. Oh, you mentioned you had this challenge. I've had that too. Do you want to brainstorm it together? There's so many ways you can start that conversation. I'm typically doing two to four of those a week now. Yeah, yeah. So my community has exploded through the process of the world being virtual, which has been pretty amazing. You know, and that's just it. It's like you never know what's going to come out of that conversation either, right? It, there may not be immediate, uh, you might not both see an immediate connection, but down the road, you're going to run into something and go, hey, I think Harry or Sally knows, you know, something about this. I'm going to reach back out to them because of that conversation we had, you know, months ago. Um, that's the thing. You're planting a seed. I learned something, you know, in fundraising and making those relationships and in government. When, you, you know, you're planting a seed and building that relationship and nurture, you have to nurture that relationship. Um, but it will grow. It will bloom. And one day you're going to be, you're, you're going to want to turn to that flower and go, wow, yeah, uh, look, look. I don't know where I'm going with this. No, no, no. I 100% back you up with that. So I did a talk for, I pause because the name of the event is probably going to get beeped. So we'll just call it F Up Nights. Um, (laughs) uh, A friend of mine has the rights locally for Vancouver. So I spoke at F Up Nights and it really was about how my business started sliding backwards and where the crux of hiring my current business coach who's been with me for six years now that she literally got me planting seeds that was the action she had me taking reaching out to businesses who had reached out to me before reaching out to strategic partners reaching out to just those in the community who i felt a fit and affinity with and at first i was like really this is how i'm going to rebuild my business and it was just that sense of Knowing that I should be doing it, but not necessarily at that point trusting that it would bring the vibrancy and it would bring me back to a thriving place in my business. So what I eventually did, if you want to watch the talk, there's some more details in there about planting seeds because I think it's really valuable. We'll throw it in the show notes. But essentially, I gamified it. I set myself up a goal of doing five, quote unquote, sales actions. Some people call them tiny marketing actions 
five of them, four days a week, gave myself a day off. And it could be as simply as sending an email to say, hey, do you want to do a virtual coffee or just following up on X? It had some, had to do something with about making connection and, you know, sales efforts in the business. Exactly. Hands down, that is the one thing I have consistently done. And it brought back business for me in spades. And it also grew my community. And one thing that I really pulled that, that lit up when you said that I don't want to pass by is the idea that, yeah, you might start a conversation with someone that seems like it's not, you know, it's, it doesn't have legs or there's nothing in it right now. Right. But you never know who knows who knows who. Exactly. When you really desperately need that thing, that magic thing that is going to turn your business around, that's going to get you the funding you need, that's going to connect you to that person who's going to, you know, open up the next opportunity for you. Yeah. So you nurture, know. nurture, nurture. Exactly. Excellent. What have you learned about growing a business in your time of working at Small Business BC? Hmm. Let's say top three lessons for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Well, I say definitely connect with Small Business BC. Again, shameless plug, but I can't stress that enough. Had, had I had these resources available to me, had I had all of these experts, everyone on staff, anybody without fail that you run into is going to be able to help you, whether it is writing your business plan, whether it's helping get a registration on your name, whether you want to start exporting, whatever it is here at Small Business BC, we can help you getting financing, you know, and so definitely that's something to help you grow your business. Build that community that we talked about. Um, and, and, rely on them. Um, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna need them, whether that community is other businesses in, in your area or other, um, your family or friends or whomever it is, you're going to need that support system while you're um, building your business. Definitely. And then, you know, I think that I'm trying to think you asked me for three and those are the two that really, really jump out at me. Think about, think back to the biggest one of the biggest challenges you and your husband faced, you and your husband faced when you were building a business together. Where yeah. was that oh god moment and how did you overcome it? I remember the oh god moment was um when I had early on earlier on than he did at least um you know I, I was basically financial and moral support um for for the business. Uh so he was the day-to-day -day running running the show. And so he he did, he was doing everything he could to make that business grow and, and continue to grow it. And, um, and so, but earlier on as I guess, because I was writing the checks, I was like, you know, maybe we should consider shutting the doors. And that is the hardest question, hardest point. I think any business owner might run into. I hope you don't, those of you listening, but, um, it is, it's a reality. And when you hit that wall, um, you have to make that decision. It's one of the hardest decisions you ever make because it is your life. And, uh, and you've put your heart and soul and sweat and blood and tears into that, that, that product. And so to have to realize that, you know, you're going to have to close it. And he came back to me and said, you know, I really believe that I can make this, I can make this a success. And I believed in him and I supported him through that. I knew where he had to go. And ultimately, unfortunately, we had to close the doors. But um, also, you know, being, we were blessed to be in a position where I, we had the financial resources to be able to continue because some people don't. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but 
when you're with a partner like that in business and or when you're by yourself, making those critical, tough decisions, um, you know, is very challenging. So I think you have to allow yourself some latitude and be nice to yourself, too. What are some of the resources or things that make those tough decisions easier? Yeah. I won't say small business, but no, um, <laughs> even though I want to. People are going to tune out now. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, what are some of those resources that you can turn to? I think, you know, it, it's corny or whatever, but I think family are very important in times like that. You know, go, you know, definitely you're going to want to talk to your, if you've got financing, you're going to want to talk to your bank or whomever it is that, that gave you a loan to get your business going and just to keep them along, you know, manage your expectations along the way. Um, and your landlord, if you've got a landlord and you're going to run into problems with your rent, um, you just have to be able to reach out to people. It's much better if you reach out to them in the beginning than it is for you to wait until the last possible moment and and then everybody's just stressed out so um i i hope that was helpful yeah absolutely i'm thinking you know bring them into your community as opposed to having them feeling like they're on the outside of your community exactly they want to be there you know i mean yeah they would rather that you succeeded too just like you you would rather um but they want to be there and, and many times they can help you um in ways that you may not have thought of well in many ways they're small businesses too exactly let's not forget that 90 what's the stat now 98.5 percent of businesses in british columbia are small businesses right and they employ 50 percent of the people Popu you know, employable population here in BC as well. So it is when we say it's the backbone of our economy, small business is the backbone of our economy. Small business is a big deal. It totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's dig into that for a second because, you know, I mean, I come back to a quote that Josh, who's one of, what is Josh's title here? He was He's chief Blair, operating officer. So yeah. CEO. Um, and he once said to me, you know, our name is a little bit challenging as small business BC because who aspires to build a small business? Right. But I think that with those stats and the support that the government has, has generously held out. Sorry. I know some people are cringing. So I just said generously from the government and we all pay taxes, but realistically <laughs> our government, when I look at my small business owner, friends, colleagues, consultants in other countries right now, we're in a really good position. Yeah. Small business has really been backed in Canada because they saw the writing on the wall. So small business is really almost not a great name for businesses that are, like you said, are the backbone. So let's dig into that a little bit. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I agree with what Josh says. I mean, you know, nobody aspires to grow or however however it was said nobody aspires to be a small business i guess you know they really the aspirations are generally speaking you want to be super successful you want to you know have the, the commercials during the super bowl and all that other stuff um but i think that you know quite frankly everybody starts somewhere mm -hmm. and i am proud actually to be part of small business bc we are transitioning our branding to be sbbc because we want to be more more encompassing of who we actually support. We support everybody, you know, in mm -hmm. business um, along that continuum. But um, I think that there is a place for small business BC because, because they are the backbone of the economy. And uh, it's just critical. Like you said, with government support and granted, 
all along the way through the pandemic, I know that government has been doing everything it can, both our federal and our provincial governments and some municipal governments as well, um, to bring relief to our small businesses. And it hasn't always been enough. And mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I think we can all agree on that. Um, but we're also doing what we can to make sure that uh, we don't break this economy because if we break the back, the like we said, the 98%, that's, that's not going to be healthy going forward. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to illustrate too that every entrepreneur, and some of you who are listening are like, well, I'm not an entrepreneur. Yeah, if, yeah, you probably are. But each and every one of us has different aspirations. Success is defined differently. Right. And I was reminded by a business colleague friend of mine yesterday who said, you know, I'm supporting um, entrepreneurs in remote areas of BC and a business that makes $25,000, $50,000, $75,000 producing food products or producing small products or producing something that contributes to tourism in some way in their area that amount of money, I mean, you know, when we think business, we think millions of dollars. We think, you know, got to make that seven figures, got to make that eight figures, got to make 25, 50, $75,000 business can make a huge difference to a family, to a couple, to an individual, and to a community. Exactly. I mean, I think the statistic I read too, that every dollar, for instance, that, that you spend in a local economy grows by four times. So you're really, you know, it's, it's, you're contributing to that business, but you're also contributing to that community. So, um, yeah, I think there's just so much opportunity for connection there when, yeah, when small businesses are succeed. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. You're so Is welcome. there anything that I might have missed that you've wanted me to ask you before we wrap up. Yeah, there was one thing that I that I actually wanted to talk about because you had raised it about how we become more accessible throughout the province. And there, it reminded me of some of the things, some of the challenges that I've learned about during the pandemic, um, including, you know, uh, this has been an ongoing challenge in the province is internet connectivity, right? There are so many, so many of us in the lower mainland, especially in large metropolitan areas and on the island, where internet connectivity usually isn't a problem. Um, but for those folks in the north and the interior and North Island, perhaps, and others, you know, that they're impacted by not having good enough internet connectivity. So we're working on ways in which we can still get our education to those folks in those communities. Um, the other thing is creating an e-commerce platform. I think that, you know, we're working very hard to bring funding in so that businesses that don't have any type of e-commerce platform or a website even um, can get that money. There are several funds that you can find on our website, um, including the new BC Launch Online program that is helping people set up their websites. Um, but there are several others listed on our website. I would encourage people to go there. And then the other thing is, you know, I think you mentioned tourism. And tourism for me has been one of the biggest challenges, you know, to come as a comeback it impacts all of us. It impacts all of our businesses. When I think of the cruise ships that used to come in in the summer down in the port and when we were in downtown Vancouver um, and all of the people that would come off the ships and either eat or buy souvenirs or whatever who aren't coming in now, it's just such an impact on our businesses. And so um, I just wanted to be able to touch on that too before we were done today. Yeah. Thank no you. Question. Thank you, Carly. Yeah. I think that's a great place to wrap. Thank you so much, Tom. I really appreciate you being on podcast and i look forward to i don't know season five and doing a how far have we come there we go i, I appreciate that no thank you this has been an honor really
Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that chat with Tom. He's a lifelong entrepreneur and has some amazing insights on the small business scene here in BC. We'll be bringing you more conversations like this one in the coming weeks with individuals like Keith Ippel of Spring Activator, Narissa Allen of the Black Business Association of BC, Jill Earthy from the Women's Enterprise Center, and Pamela Slim, a globally respected expert on the topic of building a thriving business by leveraging the power of community. As always, we have an ask of you at the end of the episode. We want Made Possible to reach as wide an audience as possible, and you have a role to play in that. If you like the show, please consider leaving us a comment and a review, share the podcast with a friend, or even send us your feedback for improvement to madepossible at smallbusinessbc.ca. That's all for today. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be back with another episode of Made Possible real soon.